Thanks for joining us for Episode 10 of Season 2 of Couples, Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. The first and third Wednesday of each month, we drop episodes with advice, tips, and real-world experience for partnering in business and life. I'm Jody, a business owner and communications strategist, and I want to find ways to incorporate the phrase, in accordance to prophecy, in my daily life. You know, maybe in a meeting or beginning of a press release, something like that. That is in accordance with prophecy. It is. That very statement is in accordance. I'm Glenn, Jody's partner in life and business, and I have discovered Wordle, which is actually a misspelling of the word world, if you look at it closely. So the game is easily won if they can't make their words any better than that. You found the trick, the secret. Yeah, it's child's play, really. It's child's play. Child's play. On today's show, we talk about rules we consistently break and interview Heather Robinette, Entrepreneurial Services Manager with the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center about resources for business owners. And at the end of the episode, we rank some fall favorites. Now, without further ado, let's get started with this episode of Couples Inc. For our big topic, we wanted to talk about rules. And if you go online, there are a ton of rules that you're supposed to follow to be more successful, yeah. more productive, just better all around. If you just follow these five rules or four rules or whatever it is that these are like non-negotiables. Better people. Yeah. Better people than us, apparently. Yeah. Because we... More susceptible to clickbait. My, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I definitely, if it's something that's telling me I absolutely positively will not believe something, I got to find out. Yeah, me too. I know. But we are not so good with the rules. No. Some of them were pretty good, but we tend to break a lot of rules. Does and that mean not out laws, but out rules? Out rules. Oh, that is weird how that doesn't convert to that. If you break the law, you're an outlaw. If you break the rules, you're... Out rule. Okay, we'll be out rules. Yeah. Together. Do you ride a horse when you're an out rule? I don't know. Maybe like a scooter. A scooter. Because <laughs> it's not that level. It's you're not like the uh, you know yeah. wild wild west kind of you know yeah. maybe rule breaker like outlaw. One of those horses that had a stick. Maybe and then the horse head. <laughs> maybe, but that's honestly that seems more dangerous. I yeah I don't know. Far more. Yeah. So we thought we'd go through some of the rules that I'm sure as business owners or just as adults in life you've heard that maybe just maybe. You don't follow that rule or you adjust it a little bit. Yeah. One of the first things I saw when I was looking up rules, do your important tasks first thing in the morning. Mm. I think you know this about me, but I tend to spread important tasks out mm-hmm. during the entire day, the length of the day, unless there is a proper deadline. Or yeah, a, if it has to be to the publication before noon yeah. that day or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Then I'll go ahead and shove that baby in the front of the line and stitch her up. Yeah, this is where uh, you and I are also very different in that I'm an early bird, you're a night owl. So it's, I do a lot of work in the beginning of the morning. That's when I'm most productive. But are they the important tasks? Sometimes, well, sometimes in my day, I might be like, I can get a lot of stuff done this morning. Mm -hmm. Is it the most important? Probably not. Is it something I can do quickly and get it off my list so maybe I have uninterrupted time later in the day for that important project? Maybe. It's it's sort of like, I don't feel like that's a rule that you absolutely positively have to make your big decisions, do the most important thing in the morning. I think that it's 
it's more important to do what you are, I guess, motivated. If you can't, if you have that luxury, again, if there's a deadline, yeah. But if you're more motivated, because if you're trying to make an important decision or do an important project, but you're not in the mindset, no matter what time of day it is, it's going to take you a lot longer. Yeah, you'll be going uphill. Yeah, and so I kind of tend to get a lot of things ticked off in the morning because that's when I'm productive and get things done quickly. And then I like to block some time when I'm like, okay, this is an important project. This is a proposal I'm working on for a new client. I need to spend some time. I block that time. And it may be a two o'clock in the afternoon thing after I have a second cup of coffee, but you know. And sometimes with me, it's kind of a creativity thing. If I'm more inclined, let's say that I have three tasks and they're kind of of equal importance. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll be more inclined to do something that's closer to one of those projects than you are to either of the other two. Depending on the time of day, what your brain is doing, what everything around you is doing, it doesn't exist in a vacuum, really. Yeah, time so, of day is really more or less your time. Yeah. What's the best time for you? And that may not be first thing in the morning. It may be that first thing in the morning, you'd rather clean out an inbox so you don't have clutter in you know distracting you. I'm sorry, what? Clutter. I know, it's a continuing, continuing saga of clutter. I am the commander of clutter. Exactly. And I want extra pay for that title. <laughs> yeah, it now. takes a lot of time yeah. to acquire this kind of clutter. It's curation, really. Curation. <laughs> All right, what's the next rule we should think about breaking? Remove distractions, which kind of flows in from that the curation of clutter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually thrive on distractions, it's it's weird. You know, you know I do from know. trying to talk to me for any length of time about something that if we don't get to the point after 30 seconds or so, I'm looking at squirrels. Your your mind's wandering. Yeah, our friend Jane was talking to me and we uh, she described someone as having shiny object syndrome. And mm-hmm. I'm like that is exactly what happens, but what I was going to say about this in terms of why I think you should break that rule on occasion is it depends on the distraction. You might get, say, a newsletter that comes in your inbox. Well, is that, a, you know, you check it. That was a distraction. Yeah. But maybe it sparked something. Like, yeah. I got something in my inbox about National Coffee Day. I'm like, oh, we should totally promote something, one of our coffee cocktails for our liquor store. Right. It led to something. So, I don't think, I think... There are different kinds of distractions. I got uh, an email. I meant to tell you about this uh, from the Scottish Lottery the other day. Oh, okay. And it immediately drew my attention because it was really flashy. Had all kinds of stuff on it, you know, graphics and, and, and <laughs> all right. Stuff. Some distractions. And so you need to remove. Yeah, we we need to talk about the bank account. Yeah. At the end of this, episode. but no, I think some distractions are like for me. Having a full inbox is a distraction. I feel like I need to act on it, yeah. so I do get rid of that. That's again going back to the first thing in the morning. But, you know, other things that are a distraction, maybe I've got music going, which might be a distraction to others, but it's, to me, kind of helps keep me motivated. Yeah, exactly. So it just kind of depends on what people define as distractions. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now, I was going to say, I thrive on distractions unless I'm trying to concentrate. (laughs) So I don't know if that's That's... a good thing or if it's mutually exclusive. I was going to say, that's sort of the nature of a distraction keeps you from concentrating. But that is a, that's a weird rule because it's in some ways like kind of a fantasy. You're never as a business owner going to be able to remove your distractions. Mm-mm, no. And it's just you've got to find a way to either incorporate find some way to benefit from that distraction or make everybody in your workplace shut up or make everyone and shut be up. Perfectly still. Right. 
So, all right, what's the next one? Only check emails twice a day. This one I can't do. Yeah, that's impossible. I, I just, I, I, maybe I'm envious of the people who can, but first of all, the kind of business we're in. Mm-hmm. When you're a business owner, it's very hard for you to not answer emails. Yeah. When you're in me- media and communication, not answering an email until the end of the day could mean a missed opportunity for your client. For example, I've had um, TV producers email me and say, hey, I need to talk to someone uh, who's an expert in this in this field because we are a source for them. And mm-hmm. if I miss that, then I've missed their deadline for the evening show or the deadline to book the time. I just find it it's unrealistic to say you're only going to do that. Now, I understand for some people who might maybe work for somebody and they're processing a lot of paperwork or they're doing some long format writing, maybe they do want to. But I find it very difficult for a business owner to only check emails twice a day. Yeah. Sometimes I'll send myself one if I don't have one. <laughs> it's, you know, 30 minutes goes by. and Wait a minute. The, the I don't feel important inbox. enough. I don't the, the crickets, yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting that pain. I somebody I mean, come on now. I, I actually, am the Scottish lottery, I wrote to myself. <laughs> and I have You've money scammed yourself for me. Mm-hmm. Um I have sent myself emails, but that's not because I don't have someone, you know, sending them to me, but I'll be like on the couch and I have my phone and I'm like, Ooh, an idea or ooh, I don't remember forget that and I I'll send myself an email back Do in you the say day. That each time? Yeah. Ooh, I don't ooh. It's a, it's a whole process. It's, right. a, it's a ritual. I used to send myself or call my voicemail when I worked for other people, and then I would compliment myself. Yeah. I'd say, hey, Jody, you're doing a great job. I heard you do that a couple yes, of times. Yes, in the middle of the night. like I'm like, I forgot this. I need to call myself, yeah. so I'll be there when I get to the office. That was kind of pre-email you know, or phone, smartphone days. S- sort of psychosis. Yeah. Light. <laughs> Something like that, but... I I I try not to get too the key I think is it's not so much how often you check emails but don't let it derail mm-hmm. you and what I try to do is either act on it file it or delete it like I said I try to keep my inbox I know this is for some people kind of like what I try to keep it at zero and you throw away perfectly good emails I you can recycle those I could recycle those but I, and I keep it if there's something I need to act on it's there so if I go to my email there might be two things and right. I know those are things I need to act on the mm-hmm. rest are either in files deleted or I've done something with them already yeah. it drives me crazy mainly because I don't want to miss something and maybe it's my OCD but I'm using my power for good um, but to check it only twice a day now I will do a caveat when we're on vacation. Checking email just twice a day, I think, is a good thing. Now, we have our phones with us, and if something comes up, we can always check it. But I do try to say, let's, you know, people who everyone knows we're on vacation, our clients particularly. And if we mm-hmm. miss an opportunity for a media person, that's okay. Our clients know. They know to text us if it's really important. And we just check the beginning before we go and do whatever we're doing and maybe the end of the day. So I think that is a time, but for the most part, day to day. That kind of flows into our next two topics here, not talking about work after hours. Mm -hmm. And is sleep after hours Cause because I talk you about do it talk about in my sleep with the you know the <laughs> yeah we time. talked about that last time you, yeah. you you keep working Did and you the talk artifacts about artifacts of digital compression talk in my sleep yeah now, that was part of a whole TED talk I was dreaming about doing yeah I know that is funny and he yeah he does work in his sleep I'm yeah, yeah I'm just like okay to give it a rest um, we've talked about this before as a couple people say oh you know it must be horrible you talk about work all the time but again and I've said this before 
people, couples talk about work all the time. They just work at different places. Yeah, they do. So it's, to me, not talking about work after hours. If you're a business owner, A, that's not realistic. And B, if you love your business or you're excited about it, you find yourself like talking about it. Precisely. And that's the next mm-hmm. point that we have, the working on vacation. Yeah. I'm going to come back to that for a second. I think it depends. It, working on vacation depends on your emotional investment in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Just like you were saying a second ago, if you really enjoy what you're doing, you really enjoy your business, that line gets blurred. But you don't really mind it as much. At least I don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, because when you work for someone else and you are stressed and you're you're ready for your vacation, you just want to shut everything off. For a lot of time, you know, for us, we want to go on vacation to kind of have a change of scenery, to relax a little bit. But we're not angry and wanting to completely unplug from the place we work. Yeah. It is just as much as part of our lives as you know, our home is or our friends and family. You know, it's a part of us. And so, yeah, we pull back in terms of how much we want to work during our vacation. In fact, sometimes we don't work work at all, but we still maybe talk about it. An idea comes up. We check emails, that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, there are many times when Glenn and I will be out, um, say we're on vacation or having dinner someplace or we're walking around some area and we'll just get inspired by something. Start doing tequila shots and, and the start next dealing. Thing you yeah, know, that's the best ideas know, ever. Sure, ever <laughs> at, at that time. Anyway, you know, no less of an authority than Ludacris, the rapper. Yes, is supposed to have said this is a quote from him. Allegedly, I saw it online, so it has to be true. Mm-hmm. My work is like my vacation, so in a way, every day is like Saturday. Rap business rules. I like it. We recently interviewed Heather Robinette, the Entrepreneurial Services Manager with the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center, about resources for business owners. Thanks, Heather, for joining us today. Um, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center, and also, too, just if there are small business technology centers across the country. Absolutely. Uh, Yes, there are. The Small Business Development Center program is a national program, and there are over a thousand uh, service centers uh, throughout the country and in the U.S. territory. Here in Arkansas, um, we have 10 centers. Uh, The lead office is at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, um, and we provide services such as consulting um, and training and market research and events um, for small business owners. So odds are, no matter where you are in the country, um, and this is for our uh, listeners in the United States, if anywhere in the country you can probably find a center near you, we will include a link to the main uh, website so you can find a location near you, but you can take advantage of some of these services. Yes, absolutely. There's um, centers in every state and in, in many of the U.S. territories. Where should someone start when it comes to working with their local small business development center? So I think the really the first thing to do is to think about what your question is and what your needs are. You know, think about where you are in your small business journey and really decide, you know, what are the things that I feel most concerned about or have the most questions about and, and make a list. Um, because one of the things that, that we're going to ask you or any small business development center is going to ask you is about where you are in your process and what kind of help you need. And so that's really helpful for you to spend time, you know, thinking about where you are, maybe jotting down some new 
new some notes right. and you know really just thinking about what your questions are and then um, for for our center for example here in Arkansas you would go to asbtdc.org and you can connect with us there you can reach out by phone at 800 862 2040 if that's your preference so one of those two places and you can connect with us and we will um, make sure you get in touch with the right center that serves your area like i said we have 10 centers throughout the state um so there is a, a center that serves your your area if you're in arkansas and um so you contact us with those questions and then tell us a little bit about your business you know again where you are in your journey um what type of business that you have what are the nature of your questions and then that way we'll get you in touch with the person that can most help you um, or a training program there may be an event that is um, a fit for you and answers those those questions we have events throughout the state um, and many of them are online so it, it doesn't matter where you are and then some of them are in person so there's a variety of different events going on at all times or you may need consulting services or both. Um, if you uh, need consulting services, we'll send you to an a online client sign-up um, and, and send you the link on where to go to sign up. Um, but the, the first place to start is, is either our website or calling our number. So, and again, this is all free. It's all free. So you can have a one-on-one or one-to-business consultant, a consultancy or, or a consulting session. You can go to a workshop. All of this is free, and it's a variety of different kinds of things from finance to market research. Tell me a little bit more about the, I guess, the gamut of topics you sure. guys cover. absolutely. And one caveat, some of our events do have a cost, oh, okay. depending on the nature of the event and if we've you know had to pay a speaker or something like that. But they're very, even the ones that we do charge... Uh, for the cost is is quite low, but the many of them are offered at no cost. And then, of course, our consulting services um, are, are at no cost as well. So, um, you know, that would include, um, you know, we really try to meet the needs of the business owner wherever they are, because everybody has different questions and everybody is in a different place in their journey. And we try to kind of work with them and find out what they need. So some people may have questions about getting started. Started and what are the steps in getting started? Um, and so, and of course, we're going to always recommend that um, the the person, the individual, do some sort of business planning, whether it's a full business plan or a business model canvas, or you know, jotting some ideas down on paper and making a a, a, a budget. Um, those things are always going to be involved in looking at you know how much um, do you need to start your business and what does your cash flow look like and so forth. Um, for someone that's um, already in business, um, you know, they may may need help with marketing. They may need help with a management issue or a financial issue. Uh, Both startups and existings uh, may be looking to borrow money. Um, And um, we can help with that process of understanding what to expect when you uh, try to get a business loan. Um, Most people we found, you know, you know, they don't if they've never gotten a business loan, they don't know what to expect. Most of us, um, you know, have experience with personal uh, lending, you know, car loans, home loan. Um, but business loans are very different. And so a lot of times um, people need to learn more about what to expect in that process so that they can be better prepared and, uh, and uh, put their best foot forward. And we can coach them through that process. So uh, getting their information together to take to a prospective lender 
um, or even um, getting knowing what to do to get ready to get ready to go to a lender um, mm-hmm. and so forth. Which is the best way, in your opinion, to launder money <laughs> if you're in a business? Just, well, I, I'm a rule follower, so only, I yeah. have no ability to answer that only question. Only legit business questions. Oh, well. I do remember, yeah. I, only legit business questions are allowed here. Um, I do remember, maybe it was like 10 years ago, um, back when we first started our agency, I took one, I did a consultancy with someone on um, search engine optimization. Yes. That was about 10 years ago, right when I was, you know, kind of building, we were building our website. And it was a very interesting process. And again, it was completely free. I just came over and talked to the person, worked through some things and mm-hmm. figured out what our niche was and what words we needed to and how to do that. And that was back, I guess, when we were first starting and first learning about that kind of stuff. That was interesting. In the days of horse-drawn Google before yes. it became right. an electronic modern marvel that it is. Yes. What would you say is the most underutilized service that you do, the least asked about, maybe? Okay, but, but something you still need. <laughs> I'm really glad you asked that question. Um, financial analysis for existing businesses. Um, so, you know, an existing business should have financial statements. Um, if they've been in business for a while, they should have multi-year financial statements. Well, we can take those financial statements and go through those and analyze them, compare them to industry standards, examine their cash flow, and look for ways to help them improve or become more efficient. Also, potentially spot problem areas before they come, you know, before they're really even noticeable. Um, and so if a business would do that on an annual basis to come in and do uh, a financial analysis with one of our staff. Again, it's completely free. No one wants to talk about financial statements. It's not really the most fun thing to talk about. It's like, you know, we don't like to go to the doctor for our checkup, um, but we need to. And this is one of the most, you know, important things to understand where your cash is going and what your financial um, uh, situation is so that you can maybe ward off potential problems or, or take advantage of, a, of some opportunities um, to, to improve. But once a business, existing business kind of gets in that place where it's really difficult to make payroll or they're having a cash crunch. Oftentimes, it's too late. You know, the, the you know, we've kind of diagnosed the problem too late in the process. But the earlier we can see something coming or catch an issue, the better uh, chance there is to to either come out of that or to, like I said, take advantage of an opportunity. So annual financial analysis for existing businesses. That really is important, I think, for people to to hear on this podcast. We when we talk to different couples who run businesses or other small business owners, a lot of times they're like, hey, hey, I know how to cut hair. I don't know how to manage my business. Hey, I know how to make pizza. I don't know how to... The business side of it, which is a pretty big word for a lot of different components, but the business side is one of the things people say, I don't really know enough about or feel comfortable. And the fact that there's a resource that you can go to is important. So tell us again how to find you and that we encourage people if they are struggling with the quote-unquote business side of it or any aspect of it to reach out to you guys. Absolutely, because, you know, that's what we do all day, every day is work with small business owners and deal with that business side and those financial statements and talk about marketing and and all of those things. And, you know, we're here to be that, you know, kind of objective third party to, to as an advisor or provide guidance and feedback. And then, you know, then you as a business owner can decide how 
how to use the information that we provide and how to use that feedback. You know, we're not going to tell you exactly what to do. It's your business. But again, it's that outside resource to give you another perspective and to bounce ideas off of and and give you suggestions to consider. So um, if you'd like to take advantage of this uh, no cost consulting services or look at what events or training that might be a great fit for you, um, then you would just go to asbtdc.org. And that stands for Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center, asbtdc.org. Or you can call 800-862-2040. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Jody. Nice to see you here at the Couples Inc. Water cooler. Okay, so today at the water cooler, I thought, you know, it's, you know, that time of year when you start thinking of all things autumnal. Mm -hmm. That's a great word to say, autumnal. Yeah. And I thought, what if we ranked some of these things, some of these iconic fall stuff. And I was trying to think, how do we rank them? Okay. Like, what do we say? Is it like five stars or do we give them like five pumpkins? And then I thought, well, what if we just did a kind of a good and bad or a yay or nay kind of thing, but a variation. I've got what would we do for the, the, like the best. If it's like the best thing, I say we give it a candy bar. Now I'm thinking about like trick or treat bags. Yeah. When you're a kid, full size candy bar. Now, that was like the best, not the fun size, not the whatever. So anything that you really like, let's give it a full size candy bar. But I'm I'm kind of struggling on what's the bad thing. Like when I was a kid and I was trick or treating in in my prime, (laughs) that full full size candy bars were the only ones that you get that that they sold. They didn't have this fun size. Yeah, fun size. That's I mean, come on, fun. Rip-off. That's not fun. That's Full a rip size. off on the sales end. It's a rip off on the enjoyment end. Yes. So now, what's the like? Ugh, a the rock? Worst? Like the p- peanuts? Or yeah, some kind of uh, thing that you that's more practical, mm-hmm. maybe than you realize, and more beneficial than you certainly realize when you're a kid. Okay. Something like a toothbrush. <gasps> Tell me you didn't have any. Well, they didn't do that back then. They did didn't do they? that back then. But they yeah, hadn't everybody, the toothbrush everybody knows the house that gave the toothbrush. You didn't want to go to the. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, ugh, yeah. That's a that is like that is like if there was like a Scrooge character for Halloween, the person who gives out the toothbrush is the for, Halloween Scrooge. Yes, and for any dental professionals, oh that yeah, are yeah, we, we apologize. <laughs> In fact, one of our clients is. <laughs> A dentist, and we're so sorry. Okay. But this, come on now. Come on. All right, give me your first one. Sleeping in. Ooh, that's a full-size candy bar. Unless you miss a meeting. Unless you miss a meeting. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, so like, what are you talking about, like the weekend sleeping in? Yeah, I think mostly. Yeah, I get, I'm an early bird, but I am sleeping in, even if I get up at eight, that's sleeping in for me. So yeah, I'm going to give it a full-size candy bar. What about you? Yeah, candy bar too, because that hibernation gene kicks in yes when the temperature drops and especially it seems like it does more often as you've seen more autumn seasons in yeah your life. <laughs> when you're saying when, go ahead and say it when you get older. no <laughs> all right so this is kind of like there are three tiers to this football season mm-hmm. tailgating mm-hmm. and attending a game hmm 
Yeah. So I say um, football season. I'm not a huge football fan, but it's kind of fun and nice. I'll give that a full size candy bar. Tailgating. I've actually never done it. So what? I know. I've never gone out to a tailgating event. Oh, we got to fix that. I know. So I'm not sure I'm going to give that. That might be a fun size candy bar. Let's no, see in no, between. No, no, no. It's the full size. Full size candy bar. Because and, you got everything there. You have your food. You got your people. You got your alcohol. You got the. It's really funny because a lot of people, they do this. They don't even have tickets to the game. They don't even They go have in. a TV, though, and they're going to watch <laughs> that game right outside the stadium. Well, maybe we'll try to do that at some point. And then the last one, attending a game, I'm giving that a toothbrush because I just really, the seats aren't very comfortable, I'm sure. I can and see that. I like the comfort. So, I mean, if I did, I would probably be the one of those people who tailgates without going in. So, you have a little comfortable reclining seat, plenty of your own food, and all of that. So, Unless I Unless you're see in a that. suite. Oh, yeah. Well, who do you know that has a suite? Because we need to... Everyone. Everyone, Everyone I know has All one. right, so what's your... On those three? Uh, I give them all full-size candy bars. And then the attending the game is for the sake of history. Because yeah. I've attended some games that were really, really fun and very entertaining. Granted, they were in the past, and I wasn't as picky about how much room I had for my butt. And <laughs> I, I wasn't, you know... It wasn't like you were trying to pay attention to the f- person in front of you that was... Maybe leaning back a little too much. Yeah, I was going to say, this goes back to the autumnal side of our life. Um, comfort is more important to me these days yeah, than it used to be. It assumes a, a very outsized portion of the I consideration know. here. But the, the other two things for sure yeah. are full-size candy bars. Yeah, so there's no they can be a lot of fun. No toothbrushes in that. All right. What's your next one? Cool weather effects on older joints and bones. <gasps> that is a toothbrush that is old and pokes you. No, no, I gave it a full-size candy bar because it lets you know you're still alive. <laughs> Come on now. How do you know you're alive if you don't feel the pain? That's right. And you got you got a wrist issue with your and so I don't yeah. look at it as an issue. It's it's just It reminds me it's there. It reminds you you're there. It's I there. was ignoring that wrist for so many decades. <laughs> and now you're taking it for granted. Oh. Okay. Hay rides. I'm going to give that a toothbrush. Me too. When I was younger, they were okay, but honestly, mm-hmm. they sound better than they actually are. Yeah. They're not comfortable. They're generally colder. What are you looking at? And if it's haunted, forget about yeah, it. I was going to say more and more, they're kind of a central feature in a lot of horror films that come out. Yes. <laughs> so I, yeah. Yeah. So hay rides, I think, yeah. Let's let's put those in the cornfield. Yes, along with the corn maze. Right. Wish oh my gosh. The corn maze into the cornfield. Yeah, corn maze. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's your next one? Hot drinks. That is a full size candy bar. Mm-hmm. Give me some hot cocoa anytime, and depending on the setting, I could go for some hot cider. But yes, hot cocoa season. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee. Uh, you know. Oh yeah. Summer or winter, I have to have a well, cup I of drink, day. My thing is, I drink cold coffee even in the winter, but I do I like know. hot chocolate. That's disturbing. I know. Apple picking. Apple picking or apple eating? Apple picking. You mean like in the grocery store? No, 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 no. Where you pay someone an astronomical amount of money to get a small (laughs) amount of so-so apples that you worked yourself to get. Well, who doesn't want that? You pay 24 bucks for like 
$10 worth of apples. I'll give you a case of candy bars on that one. Yeah, that's a, that is a, that's a definitely a toothbrush. It is one of those things that, again, it sounds like a hayride. Sounds so fall and fun and appealing. And then, like, I went with my uh, sister and nieces and my mom, and most of them were on the ground. Um, cause, and, you know, and the little kid, you know, they were short. They couldn't get to the top ones. So you got the ones on the ground. We got the, yeah. No, we didn't get the ones on the ground because they didn't look very good. And it really boils down to the only thing I truly enjoyed. Other than, I mean, spending time with my family, I enjoyed that, but the, it was the donuts and you can get those anywhere. Not, Cider donuts. But they wouldn't taste as good after you spent a day in <laughs> a day the becoming, apple field. <laughs> becoming an orchard. You know, oh, I mean the employee. apple orchard. Yeah, the apple the apple bushes have failed this season. You grew up in the country. You know this stuff. Yeah, well, I just left I don't my know mind the for stuff. a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Give me, give me a toothbrush and send me on my way. <laughs> All right. Uh, my last one is autumn leaves. Now there are two components to autumn mm-hmm. leaves. I want you to make sure you're aware of this. Okay. Seeing them. Hmm. Raking them. Well, I had leaf peeping, leaf wow. peeping on mine as, a, as an item. I love looking at them, but yeah. I am with you. They're raking them. So looking at them and enjoying the beautiful colors, that's full size candy bar. Yeah, that's a box car of them. Carving pumpkins. Oh, I haven't done that in so long that I've. Uh, that you've repressed I, the memories? I've. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take a knife. <laughs> Let me make take a, a very sharp knife in this formerly inanimate object and make it as creepy as possible. Um, yeah, I have no art skills, but hey, let me try it on a three-dimensional round uh, roundish object with a very hard outside with a sharp object, yeah. and then clean out guts that are blade. pretty gross. Yeah. yeah, it sounds fun and I'm I'm fascinated when I watch those baking shows, some of the art that they are able to do in these carvings and things and I love seeing them, but uh, yeah, I I'm going to say it's a toothbrush cuz I just really don't feel like, you know, stabbing anything. You can make it kind of a candy bar type thing for, you know, the actual like the week of Halloween. If you put it out on your doorstep, and it's really, you know, you got the candle in it, or I guess these days it's safe to put uh, uh, a battery-powered light. Mm-hmm. Because I had one pumpkin that I carved into a jack-o'-lantern, and it was really, it had like a, a jagged type of appearance to it. It wasn't anything ornate, but it was just like I carved a kind of a frown into it with fangs, and then these eyes that were slanted and all that kind of stuff. Got a lot of compliments on it. Are you, it was a different time, a different neighborhood. I was going to say, um, I'm next to a cemetery. You know, <laughs> there are kids right now, and actually, they're now adults, adults, telling a very, very different story about that crazy man who had that disturbing-looking jagged pumpkin on his porch. Maybe they weren't compliments. I interpreted them as compliments, but they were screams. Screams. The children screaming. Thanks for listening to Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. We drop new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month, but to make sure you don't miss a show, follow us wherever fine podcasts are published. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating or review. And please visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com. That's couplesincpodcast.com. To learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time.
Thank you.